this thing's my baby. I paid a lot of money for it. Oh, so. okay. I won't touch it. But um, anyways, so the first multiplayer game we played, which just happened to be the first... I bought a bunch of fighting games for the system recently, so the first one we decided to play was Balls 3D, Balls. the director's cut. <laughs> and if anyone knows anything about Balls 3D, it's... It's Balls. Yeah. It's not a good game. It's it's bad in every way. I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, because you were really good at it for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. I am the master of it. I beat Bill every time. <laughs> yeah. But what, what's funny about Balls is it was a early attempt at a 3D fighter. Yeah. But what makes the gimmick with Balls is literally all the character models are made of spears. Yeah, they made of balls. So, and the game's soundtrack is all like sex noises. It's really it's it's, it's a, weird a weird experience. game. Like yeah. my god. But like it's also straight up a button mash button mashing insanity. Oh yeah, there's, there's no skill yeah, to no, it. Nothing it's at all. just it's just slamming buttons. this episode, me and Alex are going to be discussing the 3DO Interactive Multiplayer System. Quite possibly one of the most obscure systems ever made that was a failure in its day, but nowadays kind of brings back some nostalgic memories from a different time in video game history. And during this episode, we'll be discussing some of the memories we had playing some of the games for the first time and getting a first overall experience. Because for, the, for this episode, this is going to be the 3DO experience. Once again, guys... Thank you for joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us. So, how you been? I've been good. This week has been pretty good. It went by moderately fast. Yeah. You know? So, if, if you notice we sound kind of different this time, we're actually in the same room again for once. Woo! Yep, and we're just gonna we're spending the weekend together for Memorial Day weekend, so yes, it's been nice just to have some time off from work, see each other again. Yes. But um, we're not we're not drinking right now because it's still pretty early in the day. Yes, maybe later. Maybe later. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, not much happened this week. I mean, uh, the drive up here was pretty insane. Just yeah, lots of police officers. Where I left for work yesterday, there was like a ton of police officers. You know, so. it's funny. I didn't see a single one. I just no? saw a bunch of morons on the road, there just were a doing lot of nuts. Morons, yes. Doing like crazy stuff. So. Yep. Oh man, but other than that, it, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it's unfortunately raining the entire weekend, I which know. is a bummer. <laughs> I know, it like kind of stinks because we were planning on maybe doing some hikes and some biking, biking but getting out. Weren't weren't. That is out the window. <laughs> but instead, we um, we went out and had lunch and uh, well dinner last night. We just had, had breakfast earlier. Yep. Going to be ordering some dinner after this podcast gets recorded. But Whee! um, anyways, so for this episode, we're actually uh, this this is an interesting look. We're trying something new this time, guys. Yeah. This episode, we just finished playing about twelve to thirteen different games for the three D O interactive multiplayer system. Now, the 3DO was a video game system from the fifth generation of video game consoles. It was released in 1993, so it predates the PlayStation, the N64, and the Sega Saturn. I believe it may... Or, I think the Atari Jaguar was around the same point. It may predate that as well. Mm -hmm. 
And the 3DO is an interesting video game system because it was designed by the 3DO company, which was founded by Trip Hawkins. And Trip Hawkins was the original founder of Electronic Arts. And he had left Electronic Arts to form the 3DO. And his entire goal with 3DO was it was supposed to be a video game standard similar to, say, like VHS or DVD. So his, his idea was he would design his company designed the hardware specs for the 3do but then licensed them out to different developer well different uh, manufacturers and they would pay a basically he 3do wouldn't make any money off the consoles per se but they'd make most of their money off of the games and software mm-hmm. so the console was licensed out to a whole bunch of different uh, manufacturers only three actually made 3dos though oh I mean, there was a bunch more that licensed it, but only three actually made a functioning 3DO. Oh, okay. That was Panasonic, which is the most famous 3DO, and it was also the one we played yep. today. Uh, well, Panasonic actually made two models. They made the FC1, which is the front-load one, which looks like a VCR and is incredibly <laughs> high quality. Yep. They made, And then they made the FC10, which was the later budget model, which had a top-loading disc tray, and it was much cheaper. Yes. Then there was the Gold Star, which was a lot che- was which was the much cheaper option compared to the higher higher end Panasonic, but also the build quality was significantly lower. <laughs> like the the Gold Star, I would not recommend unless you're a hardcore 3DO fan who just wants to have another 3DO. Yep. But um, and then the final one was the Japan only Sanyo 3DO, oh. which was the Japanese 3DO on the market. But the one we played was the FZ-1, which was also the infamous... It's the probably the most iconic 3DO, like the one that when you think 3DO, you see the, the FZ-1. Yep. The problem is, though, the FZ-1, because of how the licensing fees worked, the only way a company like Panasonic would make any money off of the units was they had to sell them for what they were worth, so... The 3DO at launch was $700 or $600. Oh my god. Yeah. $699 at the time, which would be, it's like adjusted to like something like $1,200 nowadays. Yeah. Wow. So it's not a question why the 3DO failed. Yeah. Which, to be fair though, it did still sell 2 million units. Wow. So it sold something. Like, there's 3DOs. It did sell, but. Not as great as the other consoles on yeah, the market. Yeah, and by the time the PlayStation N64 and Saturn came out, it was very clear that the 3DO was not the most powerful system on the market at the time. Mm. I mean, it was impressive for the time, yep. but it also wasn't... It wasn't going to cut it. Like There was no way the whole idea behind 3DO was going to work. Yeah. Because gaming is always evolving. Yep. So... Unfortunately, the 3DO failed, and it was pretty much off the market by, like, 96, I'd say. Um, And, unfortunately, there was actually a proposed uh, successor, the M2, Mm -hmm. but that never came to fruition, although I do think its hardware was used on a few arcade boards for a short time. But other than that, getting into it, um, so we basically just spent the last two hours playing a bunch of 3DO games that I have currently. Yep. And it was interesting because I've played a lot of them, not all of them, but some of them it was my first experience with. <laughs> but um, this was mostly Alex's first time experiencing the 3DO, so it was kind of an interesting look. 
Yes. So obviously, first things first, what do you think of the actual appearance of the system itself? Um, I mean, I agreed that it looked like a VCR. When you pulled it out, it looked like a, definitely looked like a VCR. And it has a very aggressive... Um, disc tray. Disc tray. It was very assertive, and it didn't like a lot of the discs so, you wanted to play. <laughs> so my particular 3DO, I've noticed if the discs are not perfect... The 3DO rejects them, and like when the 3DO does not like a disc, it just like literally like it'll its tray just shoots out, and it it, it basically like it'll if it can't load the disc, it just shoots it out. So it's like sometimes you gotta like clean wipe the disc off, put it back in, try again, won't load, try again. I've noticed it was mostly an issue with the Crystal Dynamics games for whatever reason. Yeah. But um, I've nicknamed my 3DO Princess because it acts like a princess sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's picky, and it doesn't always want to play the games I come up get it to play. Nope. But um, actually, um, the first thing we did with the 3DO was we actually put in a soundtrack disc. Yes. Because the 3DO actually um, has like a spectrum analyzer, which kind of is, in layman's terms, it's basically when you pl- it's kind of like one of those things that it puts like visual effects on the TV while it's playing music. Yep. And the 3DO is one of the first, like, consoles that had a really, like, fancy one. Mm-hmm. So we actually, we didn't have a CD on hand, so we actually... <laughs> we used the Persona 4 soundtrack for my copy of Persona 4. So Persona, <laughs> we, my, Alex has a copy of Persona 4 just chilling here. And it, the Persona 4 game came with, like, a sampler CD that had a bunch of the songs from the soundtrack on it. So we just used that. Yep. And um, <laughs> the, the Spectrum Analyzer on the 3DO is actually really cool, like... It has, like, three different variations. It's got, like, this weird, like, kind of, like, waveform thing, which actually takes the 3DO logo, which is that, those three... Those dots. It's, like, a a yellow, red, and purple, like, geometric shapes, and it kind of, like, does, like, waveform patterns with that. Yep. Then there's one that's, like, this weird kaleidoscope thing that's, like, all, like, weird and trips out, and it's, like, this, this is neat. Yeah. And then there's another one which takes that logo again and turns it into a kaleidoscope. So it just basically combines the two elements and makes it even to an even more trippy mess. Yeah, and it's funny too because we're listening to Persona 4 soundtrack, which is amazing. Like we were listening to Heartbreak Heartbeat. Yes. It's we actually recorded a, a, an Instagram live video that I might post later on. Later, well, it's, it'll probably go up way before this even goes live. But mm-hmm. for first, it, it's interesting to say the least. Yeah. But um, so after that, then we wanted. I thought it would be cool if we put in the pack-in game for the original 3DO. Crash and burn. But that crashed and burned. Yeah. So, you know how we were joking about how the 3DO, sometimes it's picky and doesn't want to play games? Yep. Well, Crash and Burn is one of those games which I've had serious issues getting to work. Yep. Like, I've been through, I've had three copies of Crash and Burn. Two of them had disc rot and wouldn't work. Yep. The one I have now sometimes works, but today it just wasn't happening. Nope. The 3DO just would not play it. It was just like, not today. It kept spitting it out. It was like, nope. Not very happening. aggressively too. yeah the 3do's disc tray is like aggressive <laughs> like it like slams open which makes it more frustrating because you're just like no it's like i don't want to play no yeah <laughs> but anyways so we kind of gave up on that quick and then of course the first thing i i wanted to show off probably one of the most graphically impressive games on the 3do yep. which is a game called blade force Yes. And Blade Force is like a third-person like shooter game where you kind of fly around in, uh, as a guy with a jetpack. But yeah. the CGI... A jetpack with a propeller, though. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a pretty, very lame jetpack. It's actually... It's like <laughs> it's like Squidward's jetpack from a SpongeBob movie. I... You don't remember? He had, it was like a helicopter. 
you'll rewatch the original SpongeBob movie, you'll know what I'm talking about. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, but fun thing about this game, the CGI is so '90s oh cringe. God. Oh yeah, everyone looks like a burn victim. Yeah, every everyone looks burnt <laughs> and like. It, it's very a product of its time, but it has like this really dramatic voice acting. Oh yeah. And it's but then the gameplay it is, it, it's like a third person shooter. <laughs> you're this flying helicopter man, and you're shooting things. Yeah, and it looks cool for the time because the three D O didn't really. The three D O's three D was weird because it wasn't true three D. It was kind of like doing like clever. It was like a halfway three D. Yeah, it did. Cl- it, it was kind of like Duke Nukem three D. It did a lot of clever tricks with like how the three D was rendered. Yep. But uh, when you're playing that game, that game kind of makes you sick while you play it because of how the camera like oh, flies yeah. around the screen, and it was it was goofy. And uh, we messed around with the tutorial for that for a few minutes. That's one of those games that I feel like you really need to be into to play. Oh yeah. Because it's. It's an experience. Yeah. It's an interesting experience, but it is definitely an experience. Yeah, I remember you commenting that like one of the prob- like one of the main issues you had with it was that there's you didn't have an analog stick. Yeah. And you're trying to do this three D motion and it's just like not working. So like there were times where you were trying to pick up health and you just had Kept to keep missing like it. spinning around and around to get it. So, so the three D O came out obviously before the N sixty four, so the analog stick had not yet been uh, implemented in gaming history at this point. Yep. So, because of that, it was kind of... The, the 3DO's controller, I like the 3DO's controller, yeah. but it is very... It's kind of like a cross between a Sega Genesis 3-button controller and a Super Nintendo controller. Yeah. It works for what it is, but it also is very lacking for a lot of the games that it's trying to play. Yes. And because of that, it gets a little complicated to, with some of the more technologically impressive games in the system yep but for some of the better games it's it's okay yeah but anyways after blade force then we moved on we wanted to do <laughs> multiplayer yep so before we get into the games we played um we i want to talk about the 3do's multiplayer <laughs> so the 3do i pointed this out to alex i was i told her look at the front of the 3do and tell me what you noticed that's funny about it yep well there's only one spot to plug your remote in Yes. So because of that, the way that they envisioned the 3DO is there's only one input on the 3DO. Thankfully, every 3DO uses the same input. So if you have a Gold Star controller, which what is what we happen to have, we had one Panasonic and one Gold Star controller. Yep. They all have the same input. So you can use a Gold Star controller on the Panasonic 3DO. It won't be a problem. Yep. What's funny is the way they did multiplayer was the th- input for the controller is actually in the input for player two is in the player one controller. Yes. So you have to daisy chain the controllers <laughs> to do multiplayer. Yes. It is so goofy and it makes it very awkward to play certain games because you have a giant input in the top of your controller while you're trying to play. Yep. Thankfully the 3DO controllers are the cords for the controllers are stupidly long. Yeah, no. I can't imagine if they were, like, short. You'd be just, like, right next yeah, to the you, person, you, you, like, going, like, like But what's funny is, you, if you say the, the player 2 controller is uh, is doing better than you, you could just unplug their controller. <laughs> Rude. Like, I'm surprised you didn't do that. No, because I, I don't want to hurt the 3DO. Oh, okay. You, this thing's my baby. I paid a lot of money for it. Oh, so. okay. I won't touch it. But um, anyways, so the first multiplayer game we played, which just happened to be the first... <laughs> I've bought a bunch of fighting games for the system recently, so the first one we decided to play was Balls 3D, Balls. the director's cut. 
<laughs> and if anyone knows anything about Balls 3D, it's... It's Balls. Yeah. It's not a good game. It's it's bad in every way. I don't know. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, because you were really good at it for some reason. <laughs> for some reason. I am the master of it. I beat Bill every time. <laughs> yeah. But what, what's funny about Balls is it was a early attempt at a 3D fighter. Yeah. But what makes the gimmick with Balls is literally all the character models are made of Spears. Yeah, they made of balls. So, and the game's soundtrack is all like sex noises. It's really, it's it's, it's a, weird a weird experience. game. Like yeah. my god, but like it's also straight up a button mash, button mashing insanity. Oh yeah, there's, there's no skill yeah, to no, it. No, nothing it's at just, all. It's just slamming buttons. So we're like flailing around. We did like hyperspeed mode. It was like. Oh yeah, there's multiple speeds. It's like um. There was slow, slow me- medium, medium, and then hyper. And then hyper. We tried hyper once, and I went, no, <laughs> let's go back to medium. Yep. But, uh, yeah, like, there was one point where you got me in a stun lock, and I, neither of us could get out <laughs> oh, of it. Oh, yeah! Because I it was... just, like, it just, the game just, like, gave up, and I was just constantly hitting you. Yeah. And I wasn't pressing the button, and he wasn't pressing the button, but I was still killing you. And I think that was the first round, too. Yeah. <laughs> this was the very first time like, we what? played. Yeah, and she, I won one round. She won every other round. <laughs> it was, it was ridiculous. It also didn't tell you, like... Like, most games, like, when the character wins, it goes, like, blah, blah, so wins. So-and-so won. Like, or... so-so, yeah, so-and-so won. And then, nope, it just, like, ends. Yeah. Like, you, like, it just ends. Like, it does a replay. It does your greatest hits. It replays the greatest <laughs> hits. And then that's it. It doesn't even tell you who wins. <laughs> and then they do this weird victory dance. Yeah, they do the this characters. victory dance in a circle of your... When your character dies, their spears just implode everywhere in a circle, so then, and then the a victor just kind of dances around in them. It's a yeah. really bizarre game. Yeah, and some of the dances were weird. Like, at one point, I was this rhinoceros, and instead of, like, dancing, it just kept kind of spreading its legs. Yeah, in the air. Did you notice that? It just like... kept going spread eagle, and I was just like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> the zombie was just, like, making zombie, like... Yeah, it was just noises. making was these weird. zombie grunts. It was like this game's very uncomfortable to play. Oh yeah, no, and it just like it wasn't even gratifying to win though because like like it didn't even say like you win. It was just like play yeah. again. And so I think we how many times did we play? I think we played like three rounds. We played so? like four rounds. Three or four rounds. They went very quickly yeah, too. Yeah, like, it, it's just nonsense. Yeah, I don't know how I was winning. I just kind of kept, like, dodging, using, like, the guard. And mashing And then, like, buttons. mashing, like, the kick. And, like, I would just, I would guard, jump away, and then mash the kick, and then kind of just repeat, keep doing that until eventually I killed you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was an odd experience. So then after that, we decided, well, I decided we're going to play a real fighting game. Mm-hmm. So I put in Super Street Fighter Two Turbo, which is actually the 3DO version of that game is considered the best port before like the arcade perfect ports that came out on like um like later on down the line. Yep. So we played that one and the 3DO controller is not designed well for Street Fighter. Like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't have enough buttons. So you actually have to use the start button to play. Yeah. I didn't end up using it. Well, no, because you were too busy doing other things. Yeah. <laughs> so this one was a bit more balanced. Well, at first I didn't realize Alex's handicap was, like, maxed. <laughs> so yeah. she, like, annihilated me on the Who was fr- I playing? You were playing as a... 
I played the first round as Ken, and you were uh, and was, Zangief. Um, Zangief, yeah. And she just annihilated me, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, like how did she pull that one off? And then we went to the menu, and I realized her handicap was set to <laughs> yeah, max, set and to I was like, oh, okay. So we mat we set them back to normal for both characters. Yes. And then I... The next round, you played as chun Yeah, I, I kicked her ass as chun And then I... Who was I? I was, like, the long-haired... Oh, you were Blanca. You I were was Blanca. Blanca. I did not like playing No, you Blanca. couldn't figure Blanca out. Figure yep. And then after that, I played as Ryu, and you were... Vega? Vega. And you, yes. You, you liked Vega. You I liked Vega, <laughs> so I kept Vega for the rest of the time. And then she beat me as Vega every round, and I was like... <laughs> yeah! I was like, okay. <laughs> She's figured it out. Yeah, but I also we had set my handicap back, so it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like I was playing on the ten stars either. We were both down to four stars, and at the last round, you had switched to Chun Li again because that was yeah, because I was be- good. And at Chun-Li. I still won. <laughs> yeah, so that was entertaining, and it, that game, that version of Street Fighter, I there, there's this weird Capcom fight stick like fighting controller, which is really awkward looking but it has the right layout for street fighter i gotta track mm-hmm. it down at some point oh is it for the 3do yeah it was designed oh. by capcom made a controller specifically to play that's smart to play street fighter it you can find they, it's really weird looking though oh it is i'll, I'll show you a picture of it later oh, okay <laughs> but um yeah so after that then we decided to play go from a capcom fighter to an snk fighter and we yes. moved over to samurai showdown which i also happen to have which I didn't like as much for well, one reason. So, the first thing we do is, I, I, I decided to pick the uh, the anime looking girl because that's yeah. just what I do, and she went with, what was his name again? I think his name was like uh, Ice Cube or something. No, no, it was like, was it like Corn Dog? No, it no, was it, like corn... it was it was this very American like it was this very it, large. Look, he was the USA character. It was this very it large was this guy. Large pink I, I, guy. I forget his name. I but... forget his name too, but I jokingly picked him, like thinking that I would be able to switch characters. And then the she next kicked round. my ass every single <laughs> round. But she hated it because of who she was playing as. Yeah. And it wouldn't let her like it switch. It wouldn't let me switch characters. Bill got to switch characters, but I was locked in as the big fat pink guy. Yeah. <laughs> With like the sickle thing weapon because yeah. And it was interesting. I mean, that one played okay on the 3DO. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I just wanted to not be that character. <laughs> that was funny. And um, that one, like, it had the weapons component. Yeah, that... it was more of a weapons-based fighter. Yep. And uh, we played that one for a bit, and she won every round because <laughs> she <laughs> was really good with that fighter, but I, but yeah, she because... hated every minute of it. Yeah, because I didn't want to be the big pink guy. I gotta figure out who I was again. I think I the game was like an M. Was it like Ma? 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 No, it was something no. weird. But anyways, after that, then we decided to play the 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 grand the grandmaster of fighters on the 3DO. Yes. And by that I mean one of the most crap ones ever, but it's great <laughs> for its other reasons. Uh, we decided to play Way of the Warrior. Yes. And if people don't know anything about Way of the Warrior, Way of the Warrior was actually the final game made by Naughty Dog before they made Crash Bandicoot. Yes. And it is a Mortal Kombat clone that was, I believe... All the uh, care fighters in the game are friends of the studio, and I believe one of them was actually uh, uh, played by a Naughty Dog co-founder, Jason Rubin, That's which is really entertaining. And the best part about the game, besides the fact that it was Naughty Dog, a Naughty Dog game pre-crash, is uh, the soundtrack is entirely uh, White Zombie. Yeah. 
and the animations and like still frames and voice acting is so cheesy like cringy. oh yeah but we actually had a surprising amount of fun with it, even though Alex just spammed jumps for, like, the entire oh, round. Oh, yeah, yeah. I ch- Bill was like, ooh, you would have gotten kicked out of a tournament. And I'm well, like, I'm not, I'm not here to play a tournament. I'm here to just have fun and win. Yeah, and I It's not won. fun when you just jump up and down and spam one attack. And- hey, I, didn't do it. I only did it that first round. Yeah. And then I didn't do it. At, I, no, I, then you I spammed that broken strategic- kick. Then you spammed that broken kick move on that, that weird, like... <laughs> yeah. There was one guy who was, I think his name was he, Dragon. He was it like was the, Dragon. His name was Dragon. He was and he basically had this move the. Uh, that was like, he, he was, uh, the, what, what's the character's name from Mortal Kombat? The. Uh, I can't remember the name right now. but he, Oh, the Liu Kang. He was the Liu, basically the Liu Kang of this game. Yep. But he had this really obnoxious, like, kick move that was impossible to dodge. Yeah. And, and I, I just like, kept, like, I, I don't know how I was doing it, but I must have just been getting lucky because I just kept getting it over and over. And that round went by yeah. so fast. Yeah, that was entertaining. And then after that, we decided to play... I believe we played Patonk next. Patonk. 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 And if anyone... I, I've shared Patonk on my blog a couple times, and mm. what Patonk is, is... Trash. It's not a good game. <laughs> I'll say that now. <laughs> but the reason why you play Patonk is for how bad of a game it is. Oh, yeah. Patonk... Essentially, Patonk is a pinball game where you play as the ball. Oh. <laughs> and it is absurd in every way imaginable. And it hurt your eyes. To look yeah, at. it was. It's super. So unpleasant to look at. Uncomfortable on the eyes, and we. I remember we wanted to do two player mode because it had a two player, and she. We got the controllers all set, but then we found out it was one of those. You, you pa- like you one pass, person plays, and then the next yeah, person plays. Yeah, you pass plays. the controller around. So we really. She was like, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> this like, looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. And it was shit. Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Um, yeah. So then after that, this this one's kind of funny. I, I own Patonk specifically because I find it amusing. Yeah. <laughs> Just how freaking ridiculous it is as a concept. Yeah. But um, after Patonk, then we decided, this one's kind of funny. So when I was searching for 3DO games, I was just looking for things that were cheap. And one that caught my eye was a game called Shanghai Triple Threat. Yes. And I didn't know at the time that, that there's a series called the Shanghai series is actually a thing. Yeah. So I bought it thinking it was some sort of like action, like, like beat, em beat em up, up or like fighting something. game because it looked the cover art's like this looks like a fighting game esque thing. So then lo and behold, I booted up and it's mahjong. <laughs> yeah. So then of course I, I have to show Alex it and little though I know Alex actually loves mahjong. <laughs> I do. I really like playing it. I used to play it like on um on like the PC like when um. Like, Windows used to have all those, like, different little games. Mahjong yeah. used to be one, and I used to play it all the time. Yeah, and it was kind of... It, it was funny, because, of course, then we start playing Mahjong. Yeah, we just get super into yeah, it. Yeah, because the music is really catchy, and then, of course, I'm, like, I'm trying to play it at first, and Alex keeps pointing out where the things are, and, I first, and then I'm just like, how about you just play it? Yeah, you clearly, so I was just playing it. <laughs> you clearly want to play more than I do. Yeah. So then we finish the board of Mahjong, which was entertaining, the slightest, yeah. even though some of the pieces tiles were a little confusing oh yeah there were like some tiles that like um they looked different but i guess they were the same they were close enough they that were they close, were the same yeah so <laughs> but it was surprisingly fun for i mean i paid five dollars for that yeah i think it was a good return on your investment yeah. i had a good time <laughs> it was entertaining that's for sure 
it just it was surprising how like weird it was. Yeah, especially like looking at it, especially like the intro to the game as well. It like it didn't make me immediately think that we were gonna play mahjong. Like I was just like. I don't know what this is. This could be anything. And then it pops up and it's just like, you're like, Mahjong. And I'm like, all right, let's play. Yeah. And, and the music in the background is like so catchy. Like yeah. it's like, it, it's just this repetitive loop, but it keeps you, it, it never gets old. Yeah. Like you just constantly like, this is fun. I like this. Yeah. And we're just like bobbing our heads. And we're it's like, like super chill. Like the only downside is you're playing Mahjong on a 3DO. <laughs> It's like, it's like you're going way out of your way <laughs> at this point. Honestly, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I kind of had... want to play it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad it's packed up already. That and balls. Balls. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> balls. Oh, man. It's funny, though, because 3DO games all had, like, these really, like, they were super, like, the 3DO at the time was, like, super into, like, full motion video and, like, pre-rendered yep. graphics and like CD quality audio yep. and it was like very every game had to like show that off and be like this is it yep so that one was fun and that I'm actually surprised we actually finished that board actually yeah well I was determined at that point I wanted to get through it I also really liked playing yeah and it's funny it's because we played all those and out of the the fighting games were all really fun even though some of them were kind of hilariously crap oh yeah also while we're at it we got to talk about 3do boxes three oh yeah i was like was that a game no and then no, no. no. <laughs> but then i like as soon as you said i was like oh boxes so a lot of people if anyone knows has seen a 3do case they are the most unnecessarily ridiculous like video game cases ever made like they're gonna be in the thumbnail for this episode when it comes out yep. but they are like if anyone remembers like long boxes from like old like cds when those first came out yep they're huge they mostly they're mostly wasted cardboard oh yeah like some of them are super fancy and like they have like these side clips and they open up like those old dvd cases from back in the day yep and they hold the disc but they're like completely empty other than that it's like completely wasted wasted like cardboard yep other ones are just generic like cardboard boxes with a jewel case inside yep and Finding complete 3DO games these days in good condition is a challenge. Yeah. Like, I only have five of them five of them currently. Yep. And the rest of them are just in, like, generic, like, jewel cases or, like... Some of the 3DO games came in, like, a jewel case, which was in a cardboard box. Yeah. So collecting 3DO games is, is a challenge, especially yeah. if you're a completionist. Yeah, especially because I bet, like, a lot of people, like, when they got their 3DO games, like, they just took the box and chucked it in the trash, not knowing that it would be worth a lot in the future. Because I'm sure, like, even if it's, like, not the best game, even if it's just the Mahjong game, so, if it came in the box, I bet it would have been, like, is it more expensive when maybe, it's in the boxes? Probably. Um, well, I'll say it is expensive because my, uh, let's, we're talking about collecting again. Um, Woo! When I, um, we're talking about what's in our podcast yeah. name. What? <laughs> when I tracked down my copy of um, Gex, Gex was 100 bucks. Oh, wow. The, really? my, my complete copy of Gex. Dang. We'll, we'll be getting to Gex later. But, um, <laughs> and then my other, there's two 3D games I wanted complete in the box. I wanted Gex complete in the box, and I wanted Way of the Warrior. Yep. And Way of the Warrior was like 50 bucks. I got that at um, uh, Retro World a couple of years ago, a uh, year ago. Oh, nice. 
and then I have a couple of you know, the EA, EA boxes because those are like the super fancy ones. Mm-hmm. I also have Blade Force boxed just because. But yeah, those boxes are wicked unnecessary. And you know what the worst part is? They don't fit on any shelf. <laughs> so I have to have them like on their side on a shelf because that's yeah. the only way they'll fit. And they take up almost the entire shelf. Oh man, it's such a waste of like, material. You'd have to like, make a custom shelf for it. Yeah. And no one has time for that. No, not at all. <laughs> Yep. Well, anyways, guys, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Woo! And we're back. We're back. So, uh, the next game we played was pretty interesting. We uh, actually decided to play one of the more early games. Mm-hmm. Now, because, um, because 3DO was founded by um, Trip Hawkins, who was EA's founder, um, EA was, like, one of the earliest, like, the most dedicated developers for the um, 3DO, mm-hmm. alongside Crystal Dynamics, ironically. <laughs> but um, so the, a bunch of EA games came out on the 3DO first, believe it or not. Yep. And uh, one of the ones we played was um, uh, Road Rash. Woo! And Road Rash is a is a classic series. I mean, motorcycle racer. Yep. But what's funny fun about the 3DO version is the uh, full motion video scenes. Yes. So the full, <laughs> there's like full motion video of like actor. Of um, actors recording different. Um... We apologize. There's a dog in Don't the background. Don't dog. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So Anyways. the. Anyways, all right. There's there's full motion video. Oh god, we're falling apart now. <laughs> Tragic. There's full motion video of like motorcycle things and like Soundgarden like playing throughout all these yeah. scenes. So it's it's like Rusty Cage blasting, and it's great. But then you get to the actual gameplay, and because of how the game streams the graphics, um, they can't stream the audio at the same time. So all the actual race sections just use like the 3DO's sound card. Yep. So there's such a shift between like the different segments. Yeah. But um, I, I I was distracted while I was playing, so I missed and like wiped out hard. Yep. And just like straight up. <laughs> They actually recorded a full-on, like, video segment for when you wreck, and it just showed the guy crash land on a dumpster and just wipe out. It's like, you wrecked. Also, all, like, the little character model, like, images, like, during, like, the pause screens, everyone just has these wonky faces. Yeah, it's, like, very stylized for, like, very 90s. Yeah. But there was also, like, there's throughout the levels, because you're, like, one of the levels we did, you're going off, like, these country roads, mm-hmm. and there's just random people walking just across the street. People. I ran over a grandma. She's dead. <laughs> like, I was, like, trying you're to dodge, right and all of a sudden, I, I, <laughs> the next thing I know, I just hear, I hear a woman scream. I'm like, oh. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh, that had to hurt. I know. That was, like, really fun. Well, I was surprised when you played it, and you're just like, yeah. Like, I just see people, like, hit you. And I was like, wait, did they just try and punch you? And you're like, yeah, it's part of the game. And yeah, I'm like, that's like, what's Road Rash. Crap out of people. <laughs> yeah. And I actually won that race, too, which was great. And there's, like, a full yeah. video section for when you win. That grandma's sacrifice was not in vain. You won. Yeah, but that's, like, a classic for uh, the 3DO. Um, we didn't play it in this session, but another classic 3DO game for the time, like, a series that actually uh, debuted on the 3DO was actually Need for Speed. Oh, really? Yeah, the first Need for Speed came out on the 3DO first before it got, it got ported to every other system. <laughs> and that's actually one of the more graphically intensive games, too, because it's all full 3D, and it, it's it's fun on the 3DO. I'd say the PlayStation versions probably, the PC versions are probably better, but... Yeah. Yeah, so that's classic. EA really did 
pump out a lot of games for the th for the 3DO during its time before it failed because there it had a Madden, it had a FIFA, mm -hmm. and all sorts of games. Wow. So then after Road Rash, then we decided to play one of the most infamous games on the 3DO. So, you know how I said 3DO has probably the greatest port, one of the best ports of um, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo? Yes. Well, it also has quite possibly the worst port, or at least one of the worst ports, <laughs> of Doom. Yes. Now, 3DO Doom is kind of a game I have a fascination with, mm -hmm. because... For all intents and purposes, 3DO Doom is a, is a steaming pile of trash. Yes, it did not look like it, you were having a great no. time playing it. <laughs> so 3DO Doom, th there's a lot behind 3DO Doom. It has a tragic backstory. It, it, it really does. <laughs> so 3DO Doom, for starters, I'll explain why it's so bad. Mm -hmm. 3DO Doom, A, it doesn't play on full screen. It's like a reduced screen in the game. Yeah. The frame rate is incredibly inconsistent and sloppy. Yep. Uh, the controls are sluggish. Uh, it doesn't look great. No. And it, it basically it runs it struggles to run like the 3DO struggles to run Doom. Oh yeah. Which is confusing because uh, Wolfenstein also came out on the 3DO and it ran perfect. Yeah. So it was proven that the 3DO could run games like this, and then even like Blade Force was just as graphic was more graphically intensive than Doom, and it oh, looked yeah. better. Hell, even Need for Speed looked better. A lot of Doom... The 3DO should have been able to run Doom. Yes. But, of course, when you find out about the backstory behind Doom, it makes sense. It makes sense why it was so, so horrible. <laughs> the 3DO version of Doom was licensed out by a company called Art Data Interactive. They're mostly known for making 3DO Doom. Yep. Um, and... They hyped up their version of Doom for having all this added content, like a story mode with full motion video cutscenes. You can actually find pictures of some of the proposed like cutscenes. It's actually really funny and ridiculous. Yep. But um, the guy who ran Art Data, he had all these great ideas. Yes. But he didn't know a thing about game development. He could not execute. <laughs> no. So they, they farmed out development to a company called Logicware. Yep. And which basically all Logicware provided was one of their programmers. Yep. And this poor soul, I believe her name was Rebecca Heineman. Uh, she basically was the sole programmer for the game. Which is interesting because she also programmed the excellent Doom ports of um, Out of This World and Wolfenstein, actually. Oh, wow. But for, three, for Doom, basically... All the, um, I forget the name of the guy who owned Art Data, but basically all he gave her was a couple of assets and a copy of PC Doom and basically just said, make it work, and you have Good this <laughs> incredibly strict deadline. Have fun. Oof. So she basically had to, she, after trying to explain to him that that's not how game development works, he basically was kind of like, yeah, make it work. Yep, he was like, make it work, or so, you... <laughs> no. So she basically had to get the Jaguar port, like the Jaguar source code for the Jaguar version of Doom. Yeah. Now, fun fact, pretty much every console port of Doom out there, with the exception of the Super Nintendo port, is actually all based off of Jaguar Doom. That's funny, I didn't and know that. Jaguar Doom was actually made in-house at id, which mm -hmm. is why it's actually one of the best ports of Doom out there. Hmm. But because of that, so she basically, 3DO Doom is based off of Jaguar Doom. Yep. But the timeline to actually get the thing to work 
was not going to happen. No. It's amazing that the game runs at all. Yeah. It's impressive that it runs at all, to she be honest. She must have, like, worked her butt off. Pretty like, much. probably didn't sleep much to do that. No. I feel so bad for her. Everyone, just... Pray. A, a little pray for Rebecca. Well, she's gi- she's given great interviews about the project, but actually, believe it or not, the one thing that this game actually has going for it is the owner of uh, Art Data wasn't a great game developer, wasn't a great game designer, yep, businessman, but he was a good musician. Yeah. <laughs> he had like a church band, I guess, and because of the time crunch, uh, Rebecca Heinemann couldn't like program the music on 3DO. Yep. So she actually got um, the uh, CEO of Art Data to play the songs with his band. So they actually, because of this, Doom 3D, 3DO Doom has probably one of the best versions of the Doom soundtrack. Yeah. Like, it is... It's, it's like the only redeeming factor of the, the... It's the only factor that makes it not the very, very worst basically the <laughs> only reason the only reason I say 3DO Doom is better than Saturn Doom is because of the soundtrack. Yep. Because the soundtrack, it's weird. It's like very loose interpretations of the music, but it's got like this weird like 90s, like hardcore, like rock like vibe to it. It's like super catchy, especially yeah. my favorite song on the soundtrack is Kitchen Ace, the fourth level theme. Yep. It's like so catchy. Like uh, when we played, I literally got just a Kitchen Ace just to hear the music <laughs> before we called it quits. Yeah. But yeah, 3DO Doom is, is an experience. It's one of those things where actually I say you should experience it once just yes. to understand. Yeah. Oh man, it is it is it is it's fascinating as as it is brutal. Yeah. Poor Rebecca. <laughs> I feel so bad for I'm her. sure she got paid. <laughs> we'll, I hope so. We'll find decent enough for yeah. it. But anyways, after that, I wanted to show Alex a a good first person shooter on on the 3DO. So I decided to play P.O.D. That's P.O.D., not P.O.D., as I've seen some people refer to it as. I think P.O.D. actually fits it better. Especially based off one of the first enemies yeah. you encounter. So P.O.D. <laughs> is a first-person shooter that's very surreal in design. It's very much... It's kind of like a parody of the first-person shooter genre, to be honest. Yeah. So it's like... It's... You take place on this like weird spaceship, yep. and your only weapon you have is a frying, frying pan, pan, and all you can do is jump. Yep. And instead of like having like being, you know, inst- why was this even there? But they just put little feet in the corner to because yeah, I guess to, you get just a, to prove that you can jump. Well, you, <laughs> you, you can jump. <laughs> you get a jetpack later. So you get to stare at feet for like the whole level, yeah. and like that was the first thing. Bill look. Bill started it up, and then I just look, and I'm like, why? Why the hell is there feet? Yeah, and I'm like, feet? I'm like, it only gets worse from here. Oh god! So then you go, we go down. And I have to show her the first enemies. So there's two enemies. There's this weird, like, red alien-looking thing that crab that you alien. take out, and then there is the most infamous creature in this game. Yep. It is literally a pair of legs. Yep. With a hole. And it shoots poop at you. It's either that or like fart gas. It, you're literally fighting in. It looked solid, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get too off the rails here. Bill, we're we're talking about poon. Pio. It's poon in my mind. The the enemy is literally an anus that shoots with, like, teeth at you. It is very... It's like, what were they thinking? Uh, Obviously, they're thinking about... 
that game only gets more and more ridiculous yeah, as it goes on. We only pl- well, you only played it for a little bit. I just wanted to showcase how bizarre it is. And it was time. And uh, yeah, I mean, the only other we didn't play it this time, but the only other FPS that the 3DO really had that was super interesting was a 3DO made actually by 3DO themselves, and it was called um, Killing Time. Yes. And it's like a horror themed first person shooter, and it has like. That one's cool because that one actually integrates like full motion video into the actual levels. Yep. And it's like, it, it's kind of cool because it's got a very like gothic horror vibe to it, and it, it's one of the more interesting games on the 3DO. It's also on PC, believe it or not. Huh. Nice. But after that, then we kind of were starting to wrap it down, and the next game, the last game we decided to play was probably. The most infamous. No, not infamous. Most iconic. Oh, okay. Iconic. The most iconic game on the 3DO, and that was Gex. Gex? Gex was was a 3D platformer designed by Crystal Dynamics, and it was pretty much their um, mascot for for a good time. Yeah. We also almost didn't... We almost were not able to play it because Princess was being very sassy again and did not want us to play Gex for some reason. For some reason, I've had issues with my copy of Gex. It always works, but for some reason, the 3DO takes... It doesn't want to play Gex. It doesn't want to. So we'd spent like 20, like about 10 minutes just trying to get the damn thing to play. Yep. Like it would constantly be like, it would load. It like the screen would start, like you'd hear the disc spinning, you'd hear it yep. loading, and then it'd just spit it out. It would just be, and again, very sassily. Yeah, just like, nope. And <laughs> be like, Ugh. No. So then after about 10 minutes, we finally get the game to run. Yes. And oh my god, the pre-renders aren't 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 doing so, oh, they aren't yeah. doing hot. They were just like the like intro cutscene was just like like glitching, glitching out, out every like, like two seconds. Dan, Dana Gold's Gex was like glitching, like he was struggling to talk, and I'm like, oh no, okay, we have oh, to skip this because it's it's gonna crash. Yep. So then we finally get to the game, and even the game was struggling a little bit. Yeah, run. like and you could hear the um. You could hear the 3DO like going like, like it was struggling. Yeah, it was struggling. But Gex on the 3DO is probably the best version of the game because that's what it was designed for. Yeah. I mean, it is on the Saturn and the um, uh, PlayStation as well. Yep. So those the PlayStation version is probably the most common version that most people have played. Yeah. But I mean, playing it again, it, it it's fun. It's a really cool side-scrolling platformer. Yeah. And its main gimmick is. Well, besides Gex being the the pop culture reference maniac that he's known for, yep. Um, the first Gex was more tame, and yeah. it was more designed around the whole gimmick of Gex is a gecko. Yeah. So he can stick to walls, and you can like stick to any surface in the game and climb around. So a lot of puzzles are designed around that. Yep. And power ups, you have to eat the power ups with Gex's tongue rather than yeah. swipe them. And it's a really fun game. Like, it's a really solid side-scrolling platform. It's kind of like Donkey Kong Country. It has pre-rendered graphics. Yep. And it's pretty fun. I'm not going to lie. Even though the sequels are probably better overall. Like, Gex Mm. Gex 2 and 3 are probably better games. Yep. But everywhere needs to start. And it was the start. And it's still enjoyable to play. Oh, yeah. It was fun. And it's probably the most expensive 3DO game I own. Just because that boxed copy was ridiculous to find. Yeah, I'm sure it was. But it's, it's so awesome to have for the collection yeah but yeah that was probably the last game we played and what were your thoughts on the 3do honestly honestly i thought like it was pretty fun i was expecting it to be horrible um 
just because... And some of the games were. <laughs> yes, some of them were. Some of them were. The but ones... there was a lot of, like, good ones. And, like, also, like, games where I'm like, huh, you know, maybe, like, I want to pick up, like, well, it kind of inspired me to pick up some fighting games now. Just to try them, anyways. Yeah, just to try them out, because I, I don't know, haven't... It hasn't really been a game, like, series, like, a genre that I really draw to, and, um... Yeah, made me want to play it. Also made me want to play Mahjong again. Yeah. Quite a bit. Oh, I'm... man, Mahjong was surprisingly fun. Like, it's... I don't know why that that game was, like, the one that stuck with us the most. Yeah, I really want to play more. <laughs> it, it's it's funny, though, because I'm I'm a hardcore 3DO kind of, like, enthusiast. Like, I, I love the system for what it is. Yeah. And, like, I, I, I'm very much, like, a fanboy of the system. Like, when I got my 3DO a few years ago, I got it complete. I wanted the FC ten, FC one really bad because that's like the most iconic 3DO, yep. the most high quality like premium one, and I finally got one and it it's such a unique system too. Yeah. Like it's a shame it failed. I mean I get why it did because. Yeah, this the seven hundred dollar price point just wasn't yeah. cutting it at the time. What's funny though is, most of the best 3DO games, have been ported to like PlayStation and Saturn. Yep. And the bad ones haven't. Yeah. <laughs> like, Patank has not made its way to any other system. And I hope it never does. No. It should. That was an idea that was very much a fail. Uh, there's a reason why no one, it, it went away. Yeah. It was bad. Very bad. I'm surprised we had that much fun with Balls, to be honest, too. Honestly, like, Balls was pretty fun. Like, if they fix some things, like, I could see playing it, you know, again. If they I, fix some things. I also won every time, which is very enjoyable, <laughs> especially when I'm playing against you. Because most of the time when I play against you, I always lose. So it was kind of great for me. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And also, it's just really, like, it just makes you laugh to go, yeah, we were playing balls today. <laughs> oh, if anybody had walked by and heard just, like, what was going on. Oh, yeah. Because the, the sound effects and music and balls are so, like, what are they playing? Yeah. <laughs> it was it was time. It really was. Like, I, I didn't... I, honestly, this was an experiment. I just wanted to see how it would go. And I, honestly, I yeah. want to do this with other consoles now. Yeah, no. I think this would be, like, a really fun thing to do. Like, to play some games and then talk about it and reflect. So... Yeah. I especially hope you from, guys enjoy Especially it. from someone who has had no experience prehand. Yeah. Because the 3DO is... It's, it's, it's interesting in a lot of ways. Like, the console mm-hmm. itself is fascinating because... It actually, it's kind of cool, like from a hardware standpoint too, because the the power cord is hardwired to it. Yeah. So you can't you you can't replace the power cord. Nope. But it's cool because the actual um, the actual like uh, the 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 composite cables, the mm-hmm. uh, the red red white and yellows. Yep. Those are those are like like um, not proprietary. Yeah. So you can use, like, any generic, like, cables, and they work. Yeah, so if something broke, like, you'd be good. Yeah, and, and nowadays finding replacements is easy as hell. Oh, yeah. The hardest thing about owning a 3DO these days is finding one that works. Yeah. Because the 3DO is, like, it's, they're not the cheapest things these days. The games themselves, no. finding loose 3DO games isn't the hardest thing. Yeah. And there was a lot of really good games on there. Like it has, huh. it has a really good port of Alone in the Dark, which we, we didn't play this time around. But yeah, that's like one of the first 3D like survival horror games. Oh, cool! And it was made for the PC, but the 3DO has a really good port of the first one. Hmm. It's actually probably the only real console port of that game now that I think about it. Yeah. But it has that. Um, the problem is the 3DO themselves are just so expensive for no reason. Yeah. 
But anyways, um, I guess before we cut off, um, I should probably think like what other other consoles would we want to do like a retrospective of like this. Like maybe the the jaguar would be interesting, but I, I, think I have to play some jag. <laughs> play some jag. <laughs> um, I'd have to get more jaguar games though, because I only have yeah. so many of them. Jaguar would be fun. I think it would also be fun if we played um the Sega um, the Dreamcast the Dreamcast. Well, yeah, cause cause... I know you have a ton of like nostalgia for it, and I've never played it, and I do want to like yeah, play and I have... it. Oh, and if you like fighting games, the Dreamcast is the fighting game system. Alright, we're gonna play the Dreamcast next time, then at yeah, okay, some the point. Next, next time I'm down here, we're gonna do a Dreamcast. Do you have a Coleco color vision? No, I don't do have, have a Cle- I don't have a Coleco vision. Do you have a Coleco? No. I'm trying to think. Oh, it would be fun. Do you have any old, like, Pong consoles? No. I well, know, I, I have the I have the, the, the 2600. Yeah, we could do the 2600. Maybe. That would be funny. Um, the Saturn would be cool, too. Yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think of some cool different consoles that we could do. Yeah. I mean, because we have so many of them. I mean, even... Well, you have so many of them. <laughs> even, like, the OG Xbox would be interesting, just because... Yeah. There's some pretty cool games on the OG Xbox that nobody, um, nobody talks about. Yep. Is that, um... But also we could do some, like, um, some Wii, uh, not Wii U, um, some Nintendo Switch games online. Because we could do that and we don't have to necessarily be in the same room to do that. So that would be fun, too. Yeah. Or just some online games as well. Do some RuneScape. Yeah, RuneScape's (laughs) coming, guys, at some point. It's coming at some point. I gotta start playing again. I I need more time to to get ready. That one's gonna be a big endeavor. Yes. But, yeah, I mean... I like this. This was a different a different idea. Yeah. No, I think it would be something cool because, I mean, there's only so many memories we have. <laughs> so we got to keep podcasting. I know. <laughs> oh, man, that was fun, though. Yeah. Definitely a different different idea for once. Definitely fun. Definitely different. Hmm. Hopefully it was enjoyable. Yeah. Well, anyways, guys, um, like always, the Gaming and Collecting Podcast is an Anchor Podcast production. And you can easily find us on all your major podcasting platforms, most notably Apple Podcast and Spotify Podcast. Or Spoofy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to go there. But um, anyways, guys, thanks again for joining us as we discuss the games that shaped us. Woo! We'll see you all next time. Next time. Woo! Bye. Bye. You can do it. I believe in you.